0: Welcome to the Swoosh Life with Gumby and Nick, a podcast where we talk about all things Nike, golf, and sneaker culture. Nike is such a passion of both of ours, and we hope we can bring that excitement and enthusiasm to you, the listeners. We hope you enjoy the show. Let's get right to it. All right, and welcome back to the Swoosh Life with Gumby and Nick. I'm Gumby. Nick's over there somewhere. Nick, what's going on, buddy? Not much. How you doing, bud? Good episode twelve. I got that Masters hangover. We oh. all have the Masters hangover, I think.
1: I think that's what mine is too. Yeah, I've just been um, lackadaisical the last two days.
0: I love the Masters so much. It was a great tournament. Congrats to Hideki Matsuyama on winning. Uh, none of our horses happened to pan out, unfortunately. Uh, but it was great to see everything out there. The tournament just provides so much prestige and you know tradition um i m- i'm sure most of our followers saw and i know you saw uh
1: my food game was on point this week though <laughs> i can tell you that you did have the spread you said you were going to give it to us and you you definitely had the spread i'll give you credit for that i mean homemade how much sausage? time went into that
0: <clears throat> uh a good amount a good amount of time so homemade sausage and biscuits chicken and biscuits chicken sandwiches pimento and cheese sandwiches master's club Did some ribs on Sunday or, sorry, Saturday. I mean, the taste of the Masters, that thing does not disappoint. I'm telling you that right now. That is.
1: I'm still waiting for my invite.
0: (laughs) One of these times, you know. Okay. All right. uh, No, but so it was good. Um, we, We saw a lot of the Nike shirts. They made a lot of waves this weekend with some reaction on Twitter. Uh, your thoughts on the nike shirts that were out there especially we'll call it the fairway squiggles and obviously we know about the straws uh let call them here on this podcast
1: um fairway squiggles um well i think everybody knows by now that i'm not a fan of the nike polo yeah um the design itself didn't bother me No, so I'm not going to complain about that. It's just, I'm just not a fan of the Nike polo. So I I would technically pass on that polo. What about you?
0: Uh, you know, I was, I I'm a fan of that design. Again, we're both not Nike polo fans. Um, everyone remembers that from our first couple episodes. Um, but I like the colorways, the Volt, the black, um, I wore it. We, we put out our scripting every day for our little tykes. Um, I think Mike, uh, I think, uh, Nick may have gotten me on, on his, his looks. He wore a lot more tiger looks than I was expecting. Um, and I, w- I stuck a little more traditional, but they were, that was fun to do fun to show off, um, and mirror up those same styles from what Nike does to our tykes. So that was cool. I wore the Volt on Sunday. It looked good with a green jacket. Uh, you rock some lavender purple, there, oh, Nick,
1: lavender and gray. Hmm. Yeah. So you know good. what? You know what else? My outfit in Butler Cabin with Jim Nance. <laughs> Jeez,
0: you put with me to shame on jacket. that. I, I tend to do all the graphics for everything, and and we had the wallpapers. We had we had a lot of stuff out there this week, which was a lot of fun to do, guys. It really was. Um, <clears throat> so we hope that we can bring that to you for every major that we've got um, moving forward. PGA up next at Kiowa, which is awesome, um, coming in May. So look forward to our. Preview episode for that, um, and then yeah, I mean it's it was a, it's a good amount of fun. I was telling this to a friend. I think I like the Masters lead up and the anticipation more than I like the tournament. Sometimes, you know,
1: it's a weird is thing. That, yeah, as bad as that sounds, I think you're actually kind of right. Unless you know you got somebody that you're rooting for um, playing well, right? Um, and I wasn't rooting against. Matsuyama. Um, I'm glad he won. Uh I was rooting against one in particular person who he didn't says. win. Um, but uh yeah, I, I the anticipation of the masters I think is bigger than the actual it, it's not uh, bigger. It's no But we are lucky now that we get
0: Saturday, Sunday, and then practice rounds to a Monday – or sorry, to a Wednesday par three normally. Like all of that stuff like is awesome. And the pageantry and the feeling. Champions dinner on Tuesday. All of that just feels so good. Like the feel of that feels good. And then when you get into the tournament, there are great – Thursday, Friday is a great couple days of watching because it's still anybody's tournament – Saturday, if it's tight and moving day is great, Sunday back nine is still – it almost still was like a point yeah. in television, right? <clears throat> so yep. it always does pay off. And obviously we go back to 2019 with Tiger winning. And even like before that, there's been some great masters with Bubba Watson comes to mind out of the bushes on 10 um, that really make it. But sometimes when you get that runaway leader, even like Jay Rose on – Thursday night, you're going, Oh man, like I hope he comes back to the pack because you want some excitement. You don't want it to be run away. Um, and then like early Sunday, you're like, man, he's Matsuyama's just gonna run away with this, you know. So it was just a little bit of a snooze on Sunday. It did bring back um, once they turned the back nine, which is great. But, you know, just just the feeling of it. And I and I hate to say that because I love the tournament overall, but
1: so do I. But then again, you know, I heard a lot of people say it was kind of a snooze fest. But that's what's great about Augusta is you know something's going to happen on that second nine that is going to just make someone want to cry if you're playing that course because man, if Xander would have hit the green
0: on 16, what a what a and, f- phenomenal and you know
1: like finish that would have been. <laughs> I didn't feel for one second while that ball was in the air that he thought that was going in the water. I think he thought that was perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, so, oh, man.
0: But we love the Masters. We're out of our Masters hangover. It is, you know, we're, we're on to episode 12 of the podcast. <laughs> Never thought we'd get here. I think I say that every week. but You do. Um <laughs> but we're here and and we're loving it so um i got to play some golf this weekend at a nice private house oh. in syracuse new york which <clears> was <throat> phenomenal um i'm playing on i think this coming weekend and the following Beats. weekend so i got some golf well, lined up in front of me and,
1: and i played I uh that. i played simulator golf friday and saturday does that count
0: that counts you got some stuff that counts. Why not?
1: Should we fill the people in uh, now or in a couple minutes about uh, what uh, happened at my driver fitting?
0: You know, let's go, let's go now. We, we <clears throat> you want to do it now? We have a guest on this podcast that we will bring in shortly. Um, so you got fitted for a new driver. You were going to leave your Nike driver and go to something else. And what happened?
1: Well, it was a beautiful day. Um, (laughs) I think uh, my friend Danny Cusick had the uh, simulator set at 74 degrees with no wind, um, which is perfect playing conditions, if you ask me. Uh, It's like being in San Diego, really, even though we were in Chicago. Um, First of all, though, if you guys, if if we have any listeners in Chicago area, um, go to PGA Superstore in uh, Schaumburg and see Danny Cusick and he will he will set you up and he will not lie to you just to get you to buy whatever product you think he's uh oh it's my bad let's back it, that up it's Sha- It's Downers, Downers Grove. Grove yeah I. there's two of them there's one in Seanburg I and mean, one in Downers Grove
0: here.
1: yeah I'm an idiot Danny I'm sorry Downers Grove PGA Superstore go I see didn't even Danny. Get the plug <laughs> right gosh you guys geez um but anyway uh so i ran through the gauntlet of uh all the new drivers this year and he had he had told me to bring my current uh driver um which is nike vapor pro uh, limited edition and uh after a solid hour to hour and a half (laughs) my nike driver put up the same numbers as all the new stuff He still um, got it baby yes so (laughs) instead of spending you know five six hundred bucks on a new driver i am still rocking (laughs) my nike driver so thank you danny for not just giving me some bs on why i should buy a new one um thanks for letting me stick with this one for a few more years
0: and if anyone can believe it, Nick can actually pump it out there about 300 yards if he hits it straight. So that's pretty awesome. You know, uh,
1: see, you used the word if.
0: I said if, if you hit it straight. Right?
1: Yes. When, when I do hit it straight, it goes that far. <laughs>
0: so but I, I, I we know that I'm not that long. So uh, that's awesome, though, man, that, that you're sticking
1: with the Nike. I know you were getting a little sad that you might have and to leave. Just, just so there. everyone knows, if, if anybody cares, if anybody's listening. Um, I was fully committed. This was my free agency. This was, well, I won't go there. I won't use that guy's name either. Um, anyway, this is me going to every college trying to get recruited and you know what? The money at home was just as good. So I stayed home. There you go. So yeah, I, <clears throat> you're going to have some golf coming up a little
0: bit. The weather's turned golf is here. It's great um when I played Sunday you know that feeling when you go to a really nice place and you want to play really well right and everyone has this um and then you just suck that's what happened to me for the first three holes which is I mean pretty normal but like it was bad I I'm pretty sure I tripled the first oh. um, which is like one of the easiest holes on the course and then I'm pretty sure that I doubled or tripled the second, which is the hardest hole on the course, so I mean, off to a fair start. I think I was six over through five, through three, which is phenomenal. That's, that is a great uh, start. So, and then, and I couldn't hit my driver;
1: I could not hit it. Um, so, at this point, after your first three holes, are you friends with your host? Uh, slightly, yeah. Slightly. Well,
0: and, and and the other person that I was playing with who's a member there. I was friends with, but I hadn't seen for a long time. And I kind of forgot that he was a member. So, so it was, so, so I'm and I've never classic. played golf with him before though, my other buddy. <laughs> so, so it was like, geez, Louise, like I'm, I'm screwing up everywhere. What am this I is doing? The classic
1: so uncomfortable. You don't want yeah. to take another swing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Right. And so, and normally I'm, I'm really good with my three <clears throat> so I can like pinpoint what the heck's going wrong based off where I'm at with my three wood. Cause it's my most comfortable club to me. So I hit this three wood and it was like bad. And I just, I just felt everything come up. Like, not like you picked my head up. Cause I don't think that's the, what you do anymore. It's just like eyes were not staying connected to the ball. So we get to this um par three, fourth hole runs along the, the main road and It's two fifteen, so I've got to hit like a hybrid because it's like, of course, I can't hit anything. (laughs) Like it's the it's a long (laughs) hole, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna actually watch the club into the ball because, uh, why wouldn't you? Like, that's how you hit. A golf ball right but i actually paid attention to it smack this thing everyone i i was hitting last because obviously i suck um and <laughs> i'm the only one that made the green everyone else had missed the green i made the green i was 20 feet away for birdie end up just missing the birdie putt and from then on everything was back in line everything was back in sync driver was on point the rest of the day all that so like it felt good to like that i could pinpoint my mistake and get back on track but man those first three holes really sucked so
1: <laughs> it's a beautiful overall, game isn't it and overall i end
0: up shooting 89 because i'm still not very good so
1: does it matter it doesn't matter still had pot, i mean right?
0: it's legit bogey golf because it was a par 71 so i shot 18 over
1: <laughs> hey it's better than double so, bogey golf
0: yeah so oh man but I'm excited to get into some more, just get back into it. Spring is here. Get some rides to play. I have a
1: couple of tea times set up for Sand Valley here in a couple of weeks. Awesome. And our uh, guest here um, <clears throat> may or may not have invited me to play a course uh, designed by a Nike athlete in the, the beautiful, beautiful state of Missouri. So uh, maybe that'll come to fruition. we'll we'll see.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about, and I might have to fly in for that. Um, so let's get right to our <clears throat> guest. Um, we have Mr. Matt Kusick, the wild child here. Uh, Matt is here. He's got a lot of stories. A lot of you guys will know him from his whiskey talks, from his golf talks he used to be a rep like me for Nike back in the day doing some hard good stuff and everything along with some other things which he'll talk about and he's big on golf works. So, Matt, welcome to the show.
2: Legends, how are you?
0: I'm so nervous.
2: <laughs> so, Nick and
0: Nick and Matt go back a while <laughs> and you might just hear them giggling the whole time on this
2: podcast because well, apparently school like school children. Yes. Yeah. So, uh but Matt, you know why was- here, here, here's yeah. here's what i have to kick it off with because i did promise nick that i would kick it off with an apology because uh, i think for the like for those of you that follow me and kind of know me uh i like to look at the positive things like whether it's the whiskey world the golf world like hey let's accentuate the positives right like i, I think it's great that certain things exist um but for some reason i am just a sarcastic jerk to nick and <laughs> i i want to formally apologize and I think the only reason is this, because Nick, despite oh. me being a demo tech for Nike for years, I think Nick is the only person I know that it's a bigger Nike fan than I am. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm fully well, I'm willing to admit my faults. So,
1: And that's right. That's the last nice thing he's going to say the rest of this interview. <laughs> absolutely
0: so, so yeah so matt and i were both uh demo techs matt yeah. did it for a lot more than i did um i did it for one summer matt did it for uh another summer so we've gotten to know each other um through instagram through that through nick um which is great known matt for a while he hopped on my uh hundred putts a day last year a couple times gave me some tips um as he was drinking some whiskey Eek. in his garage
1: yeah uh, that sounds about right
0: <laughs> so um So Matt's because you're only wearing one shoe. Matt's a big fan of the podcast, which is great to have him on here. So um, he's going to tell us some stories about his days back with with Nike, um, for to the best of his ability. Um, We're not going to get him in trouble. We're not going to get in trouble from Nike. So, um, but there is a really fun, interesting story, which we're coming up on the anniversary of um, tomorrow on Thursday, as we. Put this out on Wednesday when we're recording on Tuesday, but um, there's a the 15th is a big day anniversary on something that Matt was really the champion for and led a revolution. We'll call it uh, against for Nike uh, for. So we'll let Matt get into that story. But yeah, I mean, tell us a little bit about yourself, Matt, and then and then tell us some stories.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's funny because I picked up ga- uh, golf late in life. So I played tennis and basketball I- in college. I actually, uh, it turns out I missed Nick by just a few years playing basketball in college because his college was uh, eventually in my conference.
1: you so lucky. Nick, oh.
2: But Nick is so old. Nick is so oh, old that we missed each other geez. by about two years. So oh. no matter how old I get, he'll always be older. So let's just remember that. But, We're uh, off to a <laughs>
1: roaring start.
2: But if you wanted to know how old I am, uh, I was a demo tech. I came in just after the Dymo series of golf clubs and just as victory red was coming out. So the, the good old straight fit adapter and all that good stuff. So I spent a lot of summers, um, you know, and, and I think the thing that a lot of people don't understand about demo techs is for a lot of us, it's a part-time job and it's not about the cash. Right. Cause like you're getting like four to six hours a shift, right? It's because you love the brand or you love golf and and you just want to get like into the golf industry and experience it. And I, man, I've got a lot of great experiences and a lot of stories. So, um, I I do want to point something out. So I kind of hate being called the champion or like the guy who started release the putter uh, because, um, I mean, I did come up with the hashtag. I will take credit for that, but you, you know, go. there were so many people that contributed to that golf works post. Um, you know, the original is gone once they migrated to a new server, I think, uh, that yep. is gone, but we still have the method appreciation post up on golf works, which by the way, I met, I met the, the ninja that takes all the photos on the range and he told me it's golf WRX. So that, that it is golf WRX. Yes. That See, is the official.
1: Oh, it's their it's their website. I guess we'll go by that. I I just prefer
2: <laughs> Golf Works, but anyway, you, Golf WRX. You know what they say about poetry, though it's all in the interpretation of the observer. So you know, if, <laughs> if we perceive it to be Golf Works, why not Golf WRX? But okay, you know, Deal. We'll, we'll we'll go there. So anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so I started a crazy thread about two years ago, and and I think the beauty of it, and I, I, I want to sincerely thank everyone who uh, contributed on Twitter, who contributed to that thread. It got up to like four hundred pages. And then you'll notice that the current thread started on the 13th of April six years ago because the thread crashed when Nike announced that release the putter is happening. It, it yep. crashed. It. I can't remember ever a thread crashing <clears> the <throat> Golf WRX for a putter, any putter ever. So um, you know the beauty of that that thread really to me was that it combined three things, three things that I am, which is a Nike fan, a Rory fan, and a putter fan, and, and I love putters so. Uh, you know, you know, I, I could ramble on and on. So I'll, I'll let Nick ask the question because he's itching over here.
0: No, so I, I, I think just uh, for our listeners that don't know what we're talking about is about six years ago, Rory's putter, the 006 um, was released to him. He won a couple majors with it, um, but it wasn't available to the public. And so that's when Matt and a bunch of other people started release the putter. We wanted the 006 um, and then Nike finally released it. <laughs> limited edition special edition stuff um in the box and it was crazy it was crazy huge some of these putters are still out there full box today two thousand three thousand dollars still so this thing was hot back then um and still is like a grail especially because it came directly from the oven and all that stuff which is the nike um r d facility down in texas which is now for um artisan um golf so that's the big thing that was huge with this with this putter release and release the putter and and this thread um there's a bunch of nike heads out there still you know to this day we're still here we're we're around and and they're probably most of all of our
2: listeners right now, to be quite honest, so. Um, a- absolutely, and to set that, the stage for everybody, just kind of what was going on at the time is that, you know, uh, and you kind of touched on it with your time as a demo tech that, you know, one of the things is that when you're out on the range, especially you're at a private club, it's hard to fight those historical brands, right? So like you have your big four, right? Like Ping, Titleist, Callaway, TaylorMade. You have like these historic brands and everybody's kind of like loyal to that brand, And like you said, it was a struggle to get people just to come and try Nike stuff, right? Even though, like, the greatest player of his generation was playing the stuff. So what happens is... No one wanted to believe it either.
0: No one wanted to believe (laughs) that Tiger was playing it or Roy was playing it. They're like, yeah, but doesn't he play a different ball? And, I mean, stories have come out that he probably was. But back then, you were like, no, like, he's playing this ball. Like, come on, you know? So...
2: Well, and to your point, you know, one of the things that would happen is, okay, so if, if they were like, okay, well, Tiger could win with sticks, right? Like Tiger could win with any kind of stick in his hand uh, made out of what he could win with a persimmon, right? I'm like, okay, so how do you explain Suzanne Patterson, Michelle Wee, Stuart Sink, Lucas Glover, Trevor Immelman's winning the Masters with CCI, right? Like you have like all these people winning majors with Nike clubs. Do you want to try any? And, and then it would always come back to, well, you know what really makes money? Put for dough, drive for show. <laughs> it's the putter. And then they would point out that, you know, Tiger famously has that Scotty Cameron in the bag. So now here's the stage. Here's what's happening. The rumor about Rory coming to Nike was maybe like even a year ahead of its time, right? Like we all kind of yep. heard like, yeah. Hey, he needed to get out of like a few of the sponsors on the sleeve just to kind of finally like get out of all his obligations so that he could come to Nike. So there's this groundswell of anticipation. Like here comes, and, and by the way, the other thing nick's laughing about is because i text every time i'm listening to one of the episodes i think you guys totally missed on the lunar control i think that's an iconic shoe because it was the first time you know rory's coming on board and it fused like classic kolhan leather with like new age tech fashion right like i think it was the first nike shoe to successfully pull it off so anyways here comes rory and everybody's wondering is he gonna go full bag is he gonna go 14 clubs well he goes 14 clubs and here's the thing about that putter. Everybody knows about Tiger's famous Scotty Cameron Newport 2. Now, the thing about a Newport 2, granted, we can't buy the German stainless steel version that Tiger has. We can buy a Newport 2 off the rack. Right. Yep. Rory won his two majors with Titleist using a 009, which you can only get if you had about $1,500 and some connections because it was a <laughs> tour-only head shape. A
1: lot I got people that. people will tell
2: you it's, Yeah. <clears throat> They're like, hey, it's going to be close to the Newport. Just get a Newport. So now that Nike comes out with it, I'm excited. I'm like, dude, he's here, and he's rocking a Nike putter. First year doesn't go so hot. And then second year, he wins the two majors. And now we're, like, building up steam, right? Like, yeah. come on. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. And now we know that the Grand Slam is within his reach. still is. I still think he's going to do it. You know, Like, no doubts about that. But, and then release the putter happened on 4.15 and it was just before the masters. And then, uh, dude, what an amazing feeling and anxiety inducing feeling, because then it was like, <laughs> wait a minute. So they're finally going to do it. I got to get one. <laughs> like, like I can't be the guy that like started the hashtag and not get one. So, yeah uh, so, but it all worked out. <clears throat>
1: so uh, tell us, talk about the day that it released and your process of getting yours.
2: so well i actually (laughs) uh so here's here's the interesting thing and this is going to show off like my nervousness and my anxiety and and also like okay so the announcement comes on the 13th i go and the the, the thread is crashing and i start the new thread and uh the jealousy in me kind of started because all of a sudden i saw like some of the folks that had contributed to the thread were saying that nike reached out to them and was sending them a putter so part of me is like that is awesome like that is such goodwill like amazing job nike then part of me was like dude i gotta get one like like and just like i just wanted to make because no one knew how many quantities they were making of this thing and it's like man i gotta get one i can't be i can't be the guy who's been like by the way i'm so old that i was i was getting data overages posting two (laughs) to three times a day
0: (laughs) in that thread back in the day man oh god (laughs)
2: <laughs> and I'm like, man, I'm at least like $200 in on data overages for this past year and a half Just <laughs> has been going on. I got to get me one of these, you know, oh. uh, you know, and and who knows what the resale market would have been. So, but luckily that night on Twitter, they found me a couple of people had posted like, Hey, make sure, make sure he gets one, make sure he gets one. And they reached out and they did right by me. So they got me one. Uh, and then luckily my brother bought another one. And I, and then a lot of people ask me, they go, so what'd you do with it? The one I got from Nike, I immediately took out of the box. I had my brother extend it. My brother's a club maker, um, you know. He extended it, put a grip on it, set it to my specs uh, that I love, and I putted with it for a good two summers. Man, I love that putter. That is awesome. That yeah. and you know what? What you just said about um, some Twitter followers
1: making sure that you got one. Uh, the, the, I'm dead serious on Insta, like with Instagram right now, where I'm at the amount of people who reach out and I don't, I don't, I have no clue if this is just a Nike thing. I'm sure it's not, but there is a group of us who you got, both of you guys and, and Danny, um, you you guys are constantly on the lookout. Like, Hey, do you need these? They just dropped. Like if, you know, if you haven't heard from me, like maybe he's working, you're, you're, there's so many of us that are trying to help other people get, whatever it is they want. And that I, that's one part I love about this tiny little group of people who listen to us ramble about Nike golf. <laughs> well, and,
0: and back in the day, Nike was phenomenal. I think this is maybe where some of our annoyances come in with the current way that Nike does stuff. Because back in the day, <clears throat> Nike was phenomenal with their goodwill on the people that took care of them on Instagram or Twitter or anything like that that supported the brand. I've yes. got a don't sleep at, don't sleep on summer poster. I've got a don't sleep on summer head cover. Oh, and I've got this giant box that they sent me with my name on a medallion bag yep. tag, three polos, a pair of shorts, a pair of shoes, and a and a hat and a dozen golf balls with my name on it like yep. it's it was phenomenal like they took care of the people that cared about them um and i think that's where we feel so hurt sometimes and we don't they don't owe us anything they they really do not um but man that made you feel so good that, that brand it made like you Nike feel golf, like you were
1: part
2: of it Right. Well, like, they did a great job building a community. They really yes, did. I mean, I didn't, yes, I didn't did. get any of that. Like you guys were definitely part of like that original Nike golf club. Like you def- guys definitely did yeah. because. uh one thing I want to make clear here: at no point was Nike ever contacting me or paying me to create that thread. Right. I was doing that undercover. I never wanted them to know that I'm really like a demo tech because I actually I didn't know how people would react to it internally at Nike. Like even my boss at Nike. You know, and demotech is a part time job again, right? Like I had a full time job. This is my part-time job. Like I didn't know how my boss would react that I'm some I'm some maniac just, you know, posting about a putter five times a day.
0: <laughs> right. And 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 when you're at demo tech, you care so much about the brand, you care so much about the product that you don't want to do anything to step on toes or do or or piss anyone off. You want to keep that job. You want to keep the whatever perks, whatever, you know, feelings that you have. Um, like within it um and so yeah there's this there's this fine line and, and and that was the same thing with like being a fan and then becoming a demo tech was like like i wanted to still be the fan that i was and i mean don't sleep on summer is probably one of my favorite It not it is my favorite campaign that i think any marketing firm or whatever has done and i still post about it every year when when it hits summer hits memorial day and official start of summer like the bag switches everything goes to vault everything is is don't sleep on summer and they did it for like three years and it was amazing every year they came up with new stuff new mantras all of that um it's so it's just so cool what they did and so like I, like you said the goodwill of what they did back then is what made them so likable and so um awesome to work with as a big company still looking out for the little people and now they're still a big company and unfortunately they're just looking out for the big company which we all totally get we know that that needs to happen especially in this day and age covidism is a beast, you know? And so what you got to do is what you have to do. Um, maybe we'll come back around. Maybe they'll reach out to the podcast. Maybe we'll be their ambassadors for them <laughs> in the future. Nick and I can only hope, but. Well, when you, when you, you know, take a
2: look at it though, like how many golf companies really do like a great job on social? Like, I think right now, like TaylorMade does a phenomenal job. I think maybe Cali was still there.
0: Yeah. Ollie and the gang at TaylorMade, like JP and, and all those guys, like they, they crush it what they do for the for every major what they do for their releases like so good with TaylorMade. made
1: um I, I think my favorite part with TaylorMade made and their social right now is the last what three four off seasons they get all their guys together um uh-huh. and girls and putting out just i mean it, you see the guys in real life setting like they're not robots at a tournament. They're they're yeah. goofing around with each other, telling jokes, making fun of each other. That's the stuff I like. Today's yeah. today's
0: on Taylor May. They were trying to hit the five wood as high as they could. Yes. Yes. And and Tiger hit a <laughs> flop shot with it. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's it's it is but Nike did that too. Nike had shoots. There's the yep. Nike golf club shoot with with um Michelle Day and yes. Rory looking at tiger's bag and tigers tiger was still injured at the time so he wasn't doing much but they were just like he's just like don't touch frank and (laughs) they just like all back away slowly you know like same thing with like back in the day the frank's uh the frank commercials and the cardboard cutout commercial like of him they did such great marketing just wish right. we would see a little bit of that back.
2: I'll tell you I'll tell you two quick stories just involving kind of like goodwill and credit, kind of like my anxiety during the whole thing. So while, while the putter had not officially been released yet and, and it was kind of like, you know, everybody knew that it existed. I win a sales contest and I get invited to Tiger Jam. So, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> the, it, so, nothing, so nothing is rigged. Nothing's rigged here. Just
1: No, no, it wasn't. I'm just kidding. I'm (laughs) kidding. I'm kidding.
2: No, I'll actually tell you what happened is, um, (laughs) I, so it it was kind of like this program, you know, covert was coming out and all this stuff. And I was actually the like first alternate. So I was actually the fourth place and they were sending the top three folks. And, um, I guess the one fella like, uh, you know, he had a baby on the way and didn't want to miss it. So luckily I got to go and I take my brother with me and we go, and there is a clinic with, Dave Stockton at the time, Dave Stockton Jr. And uh and Sean, uh Sean Foley. Who Sean Foley, super cool cat, man. Like what a cool dude. And Dave Stockton is there and he's giving putting tips. And guess what Dave Stockton is putting with? Oh, I don't know this. <laughs> yeah, I'd never told you this story. So, and then he's putting with it. So here I am, I'm wrestling with two things. One, I didn't tell anybody all tiger jam anything about the putter. Like, like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I don't yeah. want to be viewed as a madman. I don't want to be. Yeah. I don't want to be like a crazy fanboy or whatever. But when it came for Dave Stockton, I had my brother distract him and I took a picture of the putter, a couple of pictures of the putter. While oh. <laughs> uh, but you know, Dave was, Dave was super, super cool. And I'll tell you what was really awesome was that night we had dinner and there was a special guest. And the special guest that night was Larry Fitzgerald and Larry Fitzgerald. And this was when, like, Nike first started, like, trying to make golf cool by showing all the famous people that love golf, not necessarily just planting a pro golfer in front of you and, and talking at you for an hour. So Larry Fitzgerald shows up, and it was awesome because he's up on the stage, and they open it up to questions. And, uh, you know, I can't keep my mouth shut. I got to ask something, right? <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm going to ask this question to you, too, what you think his answer was. I go, I go. hey, I'm from Chicago. Uh, greatest team of all time greatest player of all time besides any Jordan what is your favorite Nike shoe mm-hmm. to which what Larry said that well this was first year of cover 2015? 20 no 14. 2014 maybe yeah. well it had to be 14 because <clears throat> putter yeah. came out the next year. What do you think his favorite all uh, time uh, Nike shoe is non-Jordan? Like uh, it was a basketball shoe.
1: Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, this is going to be either.
2: <laughs> uh, ooh, I'm gonna go foam posit Ooh, kind of close. By the By the way, did you know that the foam posit which is famous like a Penny Hardaway shoe? And do it, you yeah. know who? Do you know who it was originally designed for?
0: I can't say that I do. We probably should have known this before we put it on.
2: Well, yeah. You know. <laughs> I know. Well, the, the- rumor was. That there was a red prototype, and it could have been. Go ahead, Nick.
1: Well, I wasn't going to go there. I was going to tell you I know who the first person to wear it was not. Oh, Mike
2: Mike Bibby on the Arizona Wildcats.
1: Shout out to my nineteen ninety seven Arizona Wildcats <laughs>
2: national <laughs> champions. Supposedly Scottie Pippen was the original person who was supposed to have it. So, anyways, I think I, I did actually know that a little bit for some reason. So, so bad. Larry's answer was the Scotty Pippen Air of Tempo shoe that has air air on the side of- on it. <clears throat> I can't that's a great shoe. I was that was my other guess was gonna be a Scotty, so yeah. No, it was it was super cool. So then my second goodwill story, and speaking of the community, and I don't know how my brother pulled it off, but my brother gets me a a don't sleep on summer putter cover, the neon one or the volt one.
0: I should have got two of those. Someone offered me a second one. Like, do you need it? And I was like, No, I've already got one, and now looking at
2: mine, I'm like, what the hell was wrong with me? (laughs) Just get a second one now nick knows this and not a lot of people know this but um do you guys remember uh ng nation when it was uh-huh. a blog started by adam yes. back in the day yeah i had a post on ng nation in 2010 i was the first person i you know i i think i was one of the first people to put on the internet of using a baby shoe as a putter cover so i never use regular putter <laughs> covers anyways i've always got a baby i've always got a baby jordan on my shoe so i'm like i'm like oh this is cool like you know i'm gonna put it up on the mantle well, my brother gives it to me and he snatches it back from me. He's like, you know, about like three weeks later, like he pulls it off my mantle and, um, you know, he pulls it off my mantle. Sorry. Did you, are you guys still there? Yep. Okay. Sorry. I don't know. So my brother pulls it off the mantle and he's like, uh, Hey, get in loser. We're going to Conway farms. So we're going, you know, we're going oh, there. And, um, uh,
1: <laughs> nice plug. So we,
2: yeah, we, we, we get to Conway farms and my brother's like, I'm like, why are you taking the Oh, I get it. We're gonna try and get an autograph. Well, we never see Rory on the practice green. Um, by the way, intense laser focus story. Tiger's on the putting green. Uh, it's just off of the 18, and they have grandstands. And somebody, somebody on that 18th hole, like pull hooked it over the grandstands. Ball lands, hits a speck like one of the people. You know, because there's a crowd around the putting green. Somebody yeah. gets clocked in the head, falls <laughs> down. Oh, Jesus. Tiger never flinches. Yeah. It's never. <laughs> focus always. of a champion. Never flinches. This this guy's <laughs> down on the ground. Medical attention. Tiger's still putting between the wickets. He's got the two T's <laughs> on the ground. Yeah. Intense, oh, intense laser focus. But uh, but long story short, my brother got a head cover signed by Rory McIlroy. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. Just,
2: That's, so I, mean, I do yeah. Man. I, I'm I'm very fortunate. I'm super fortunate. And if you're wondering why I only putted with that putter for only a year or two is because I moved on to the origin. I love, I love the method origin.
1: Thank you. Origin.
0: Uh, the only problem I have with the origin is in the, the wet weather up here. Sometimes the ball slips for me, like uh, cause of the face. If I don't dry it off right before it slips just a little bit and it's enough for me to notice. So I've been putting with, you know, Oh four, Lately and just because of the, it's the same as the grooves on, on 06 or 01, like that, I love that milled, it's a milled face, but then the deep groove, like pad cut out of it. I just get so much better to like feel out of that. Um, and it's a better, it's a different neck for me that I'm not used to. So I have thought pretty well with that, but I, I love the weight of the Origin. Um I switch all my grips to the pistol grips of the Nike method pistol grips, which I think are just the best grips that they are. Like, so every, every um, putter I have, the the first Nike putter that I got was actually the mod the method mod 30 in the, that was one of my, (laughs) I, I love that putter, but now you look at it and that toe, that toe hang is so severely high. You're just like, yeah, what were they doing (laughs) you know
2: but well i think that was their attempt at kind of doing like a trisole kind of like so that you can rock the putter because some people like to do that you know the disappointment in that one i think it was the mod 90 was supposed to be like you know that that flat edge where you could go lefty or righty but it was was designed to only go one way yes so story on that uh and because i do hunt these methods down i mean i'll tell you another thing if you're looking for something that grabs the ball really well the takedown version, the method cores, which were like the more reasonably priced, instead yeah. of having the grooves push through the metal, it was two plates. It was an aluminum plate and, a, and the and the uh, whatever, the polyurethane plate. Yeah. My buddy still putts with those things, and he loves it. I mean, there were some yeah. really good head shapes. Those are so underrated. So maybe you guys can help me with this. So I have a mod zero zero that I got. And, and famously, and it's not, it's hey you know what, if you want to try putting with it, go ahead, because it's not my style. It's like a big mallet with all the lines. Yep. but I was able to get it and it has a tour serial number on it because the ones that came from the oven, they would have the first two letters were the initials of somebody's yep. name, which, yep. which was really cool. Somebody posted <clears throat> in the, the putter thread, a Kevin Kisner prototype that they they had made for him at one point. So go really? check the thread if, if you haven't seen that. Yeah. I, he never made the switch never came over, but it had like tungsten plugs and all this. And to your point, I, I feel like the methods are a little too light for me. I, I did get my hands on a weight kit, but I do not have – the reason that people can't modify these things is you put these things through any heat, and you might just melt the grooves out. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they Loctited <clears throat> all of the, the weights. And anyways, so anyways, I've got a Mod zero zero. Uh It's not video, but I'll show you guys. But the initials are C-A. So who's a Nike player with the initial CA? I don't know if the listeners can put it in the comments or reach out, but you know, about five, six years ago, what players were CA?
0: We'll put this on our Instagram today so you can see it. um, But let us know who you think that, yeah. And we'll put a picture up. Let us know who you think that is CA.
1: Wow. That's Uh, bugging me right now. Yeah. I'm I'm going to go go grab it right now. Hey Matt, are you like joking and you'd actually know it or do, do you not know it? Oh,
2: i actually don't know it i actually C-A, don't know it see i have C-A. um yeah dude i've got some really cool ones i've got like a like a short slant neck toe hang mallet putter which was like obviously everybody has those now so i'm showing you guys on video obviously it makes for a great podcast when it's on but yeah it's got Mod <laughs> Zero Zero here. that was a shot at us there ryan <laughs> i
0: don't know people still want it. i have the and that's like the, I don't need video. I'm good with the podcast, bros. <laughs> can you show that again? Um, I know this doesn't help you guys. So I have the exact same one. I have the mod zero zero. Um,
2: hey, and it's
0: it's it's nice to putt with with the the back. Actually, I have like a the little extended back one. Um, but I can't putt with a mallet. Like me and mallets don't mix.
1: I can't I, do I a have, mallet either. I have
0: too much. Um, <clears throat> I have too much uh, face rotation. So no. I, I end up pushing it.
1: Here's one. Yeah. If, if any of you or any listener out there can find me a dead stock method concept, I want it.
2: And I sold my like two of those. No! <laughs> what color? Uh, I had a Raiders one, the black and silver, and then
1: I had the black and red one. So. I want the black and red one. I don't know why. Whenever I would go to a golf store and pick that up. It, it should not feel right. It shouldn't look right to me. But for whatever reason, oh, it felt so good. And I could just never
2: pull the trigger on it. I, I sold off one. And then a friend just kept asking and asking and asking. So I was just like, here, take it, borrow it. So he's still got it. It's still kind of in my position. So we'll see. We'll see what the situation is. But as long as we're putting up ads on the podcast, here's what I regret. Somebody on Golf WRX, somebody on Golf WRX, was selling a Michelle Wee method origin. Wow. It was a long neck, face balanced. I think it was 34 inches, which you know she's she's tall, right? So, you know, yeah. and Michelle's Michelle's one of the goats. Um so man, maybe I, it was a table I, I regret man, I regret not getting that thing. And if anybody's got it, it had like a little bit of like pink paint fill with that electric blue that the origins had. Uh I think I well I know who
1: had one. I it. Doesn't seem like he'd be the guy who would have put it on Golf WRX. But let me, you know him. All I'm not gonna going to start him out because what uh, the heck is going
0: on right now?
1: I've, guys, I'm even I'm lost. They're in their own world right now. He doesn't. No, he doesn't live <laughs> in the, uh, the lower 48. There's my hint to you, Matt. Okay, sounds good. He, he has one.
2: Oh, he's not letting it go then. No. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know who life. we're talking what about right heck? now. <laughs> I, do. I, think shout I out, do. Shout out J Moon Life. J Moon Life. Yeah, <laughs> <J>. Moon life. <laughs> yeah
1: the legend. Which is a great hashtag, by the way. Oh, boy. He's I got everything,
0: been. by the way. dude. J Moon, yeah, I hope yeah. you're listening, but you've got everything. Let
1: some of it yeah. go. Give it to us. <laughs> yes, yeah, <it's> just some <laughs> of it. I just need some head covers. Give me some so. of that gold, if you know what I'm talking <laughs> about, Jeff.
2: He oh, was just man. wearing uh do you guys see his Instagram series, yeah. what he was wearing recently?
1: He's wearing just a oh, casual 35s, just oh, rocking back-to-back days.
2: I just played basketball in the 35s, they're pretty darn good. They're I just played in the th-
1: I played in the 34s and I love the 34s. Yeah. All right,
0: so we've gone off the rails here, which we yes, knew we would have been. So let's bring it back. Uh, <laughs> man, this has been such a good uh episode. There's so much knowledge here. And so much fun things to, to reminisce about, you know, the the products that Nike did back in the day. And, and Matt, let's get your take on them going out of the golf hard goods line um, and where you, what you think happened there. And, and you know, you had a little bit of insight by being a demo tech. So did I. But my, my demo tech year was the same year that they ended it. <laughs> so I didn't get that much. Oh, that so much this is on you. To, to, yeah exactly i i did i didn't sell enough like, apparently um, i've actually been told from from my Nike sales guy uh from my buddy he's like yeah you're not a good salesman you're too nice to be a salesman <laughs> and I'm, I, it's it's true i am too nice i can't i, I don't think i could close uh, a deal if i had to <clears throat> um, no you I don't just,
2: <laughs> okay, so I will say this. Um, you know, I found out probably the same way most of you do it. I still remember I was in the airport in Detroit traveling for my regular job. And for some reason I was getting CBS sports like alerts for like anything, and all of a sudden it's like Nike is exiting the golf business. And I'm like, one, I'm like, why is this like alert worthy? And second, like, wait, what? <laughs> like, right. This is not good. <laughs> this is not good at all. What is going on? Now, now here's the thing I'll say is um for any of you that are younger listeners. One of the things that I did early on, because I do have, I mean, I'm sitting, I got a pile of shoes. This is just one side of my garage behind. (laughs) I I have a little rule. As soon as I buy two or three pairs, my next $100 plus purchase is a share of stock. So I have bought Nike stock for a very long time. I am a Nike shareholder. If you're telling me I'm going to invest a dollar into apparel and make it three times over versus grinding at hard goods, I, I kind of don't blame them for moving yeah. to focus to apparel. Cause like, look at how much wider a net they have, right? Like they're able to get like a Jason day. They're able to get like other players wearing this stuff. Like a Tony Finau doesn't have to play Nike stuff. He can be a pin guy and wear yeah. uh, the clothing and stuff. So from there, you know, and it wasn't that the, I mean, Nick's still playing the the driver, right? Like, yeah you know, and I, I ended up going on, I've repped for Callaway and tour edge, Uh, I I might be doing some tailor-made days this year. So, you know, when it comes to like equipment, I am an equipment junkie. I love it. Um, The fighting spirit in me, the competitive spirit in me is disappointed that they left, but I also understand why, like, let's, let's take a look at those four legacy brands again. Right. Ping, right. Control their own destiny, fully owned by themselves, doing great. Callaway. Crushing it. Stock price is great. They've bought Travis Matthew. They bought an outerwear company. They bought Ojo. Crushing it. Taylor May, by far the leader in Metalwoods, which is the most profitable thing you can do. How many times have they been bought and sold? They're on the market again. Yeah. Titleist has the number one ball, the number one premium putter, the number one wedge, I believe, in Vokey. They're owned by somebody else. They don't control their own destiny. So it's like if you were Nike and you're looking at it, you're like, okay, so like how much more longer is this grind gonna be? Yeah. I, I do believe we were on the cusp of like, Hey, there were people playing Nike stuff that were going to come back and buy. They, they were going to be that customer. That's loyal. Eventually. I don't blame them for saying, Hey, you know what? I can drop air max nineties and make just as much a margin as, as a, as an entire year of drivers. Right. Like, right. and this is just me guessing. I have no <clears> phone. to the actual financials, I get it from like a profitability and like operational excellence standpoint. So yeah. am I disappointed? Do I miss it? And by the way, my short game has not been the same because the old engage wedges. (laughs) And even before that, the first generation of toe sweep was just stupid easy. Like, I'm still waiting for, like, there were rumors that Ping bought some of the patents and other companies have bought the patents. Like, I'm still waiting. That adapter that was on the driver was the best, like one of the best adapters, I think, still today.
1: Your brother says it is the best ever. So that goes to show you just how good it is.
2: Well, it, it's it's like dummy proof, like you know, like everybody else has like a decoder ring, right? Like here's what A1 <laughs> means, and here's what C3 means, yeah. and, and if you want it to go right, it's got to do this. Nike literally put left, neutral, right, right, eight and a half, nine and a half, ten and a half, yeah. eleven yeah. half. <laughs> like, like I don't know how much easier it could be, because that's the other thing too. Is like the good thing, like and Nick is pointing out, and we're gonna talk driver fitting here. People buy adjustable drivers, and they usually like over 70% of them will set it once and never play to like never change it. Right. Or you yeah. tinker with it without being fit. And then you totally mess it up, but you can always go to a fitter and get refit. Right. So, uh, you know, a lot of people are making a lot of good stuff. I think as current golfers, we have an embarrassment of riches when it comes to like hard goods. Like I think getting yes. fit is still super important because everybody makes good stuff. It's just who makes the right stuff for you. Is, is the really it, big thing
1: it's 100 true because friday when i was going through all those clubs i mean i honestly thought well, i had high hopes for the ping i thought i actually thought that's what i would end up in um i like the look of the cobra so i was kind of like hoping i might get into that one because it looks but i i seriously thought when it came down to it oh boy it's gonna be TaylorMade made and callaway and callaway just it was the worst one of all. I, 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 was actually kind of shocked by that. So fitting, 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 go do it. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you got, you I, have I, to I, know it, if
0: you're putting a lot of spin on it. Like a lot of people don't realize how much spin they put on a driver.
2: Well, and, and two quick things on that is that the fitting equipment is so much better now because Ryan, the last year that you did it, maybe every Nike rep got a new TrackMan. Like that was like, it had just come out that year. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now these things like the GC quad and the track men are so advanced. Like back then we were fitting you and all we could do was tell you about spin rate and launch angle and ball speed, right? And like smash, those are the three smash things. smash
0: factor was like, and then that just became, you
2: know. But that was calculated back from the first three numbers. From, so yeah, the first exactly. three numbers are what you fit <laughs> off of.
0: Exactly. Now
2: you go into this and like, you know, when my brother, you know, my brother's a fitter. Now he's telling me what the angle of attack is. So yep. now I know. Oh wait a minute! That one That's... shot you got that was low spin is because you finally hit up on the ball. Right. Yep. It's crazy what what's available oh, yeah. now to golfers. So like it's it's totally worth getting fitted. And, and you know, hey, will you suck? Probably still.
1: Yes, you know, I will. But but, <laughs> but,
2: but but here's the thing: we'll at least you know less. it's not the club. Yeah. You you just yeah. take that you take that thing out. And and when you talk about looks, I want to talk about something there, because, the Nike Square Driver. At least the second generation, the tour, they fixed they fix the acoustics. Yep. But that taught me that golfers have no interest in getting better. We are such a curmudgeon <laughs> group that it's like, no, it's got to be round. It's got to have, have the pair. Yep, yeah. exactly. Unless Taylor May comes out with a white one, then... Woo, but God forbid you put out a red one or a blue You're, one. No, and no, that's no. the other.
1: That's the other thing. Like Nike have, gets my, ridiculed for that. My driver, driver was the Volt. My I have the Volt driver.
0: I played that forever, and I love that driver because it was
1: Volt. Like it was so good. Exactly. But nobody ever remembers that Callaway had a square driver. It's always oh, Nike always made the square driver.
2: Are you, are you talking about the FTIQ, the Hot Pepper? Yeah, it like, wasn't even square. What was it? No, it was, well, I mean, it was, it was square, but it was, it also had like a bell paper shape. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 But only people want to talk about the ugly Nike. Yeah. I get it. And and
2: here's the thing. And here's why I want to give a shout out to like the product managers at Nike, because here's the thing. I can't imagine having to like forecast a product and like design a product to be released in 18 months or two years and try to satisfy the idiocy that is golf. Yes, so. because <laughs> yeah. these idiots will be like, Well, why don't you make an all white shoe or an all black shoe? and then they give you an all white uh tiger shoe, an all black tiger shoe, and then everybody else is like, Well, that's too plain. And it's yeah, like I mean, we're, Just see, we're seeing it, we're
0: seeing it now with the Rory, the the, the, the victory tour twos, right? Like, yep, we're, we're seeing it now. It's, it's a simple, plain, clean shoe
2: people don't like it you're like i love i know you guys weren't fans i love the masters one The i i love a good gray with like a power color accent
0: i I think those those ones like have their place i think we were just looking for a little bit more i did see them um in hand with cam champ and everything that like looked better and i saw someone else saying like this looks better in person than it does that um in the photos which is great Uh, i think what nike does And how they've shifted has been awesome. Like, truly, you're right. Like, stockholder point of view, grind for clubs or make the same amount of money by incorporating the whole aspect of Nike, which includes Jordan, by the way, um, into making shoes and apparel that, A, gets people talking, but B, changes the game. Shoes have absolutely changed the game. I watched um, sneaker shopping on Complex this past week. They had Michael Strahan on. Michael Strahan was talking about the Jordan Five golf shoes and how that's what he's been looking for in buying shoes lately is a Jordan golf shoe, not just a Jordan, the Jordan golf shoe. So it has now made its way from not just us as sneakerheads playing golf, but to sneakerheads in the generality of it all, especially complex and sneaker shopping with Joe La Puma and everything like that, which is a big show on YouTube, to being like, this is where golf is going. It's going into streetwear. It's going into Jordan's. Um, And Nike took that gamble. They took that risk. It's paying off for them. We don't get our fun, don't sleep on summer hashtag anymore or anything like that. (laughs) But guess what? Their bottom line is still being met a pair through the golf line through us sneakerheads now being like, I'm going to rock a three, four or a five on the golf course. And then I'm well, rocking on the street, you know?
2: And you know what? We had it kind of easy at first because when they first started releasing like the 13 and the three and the one, I don't think the resellers had caught on yet. It's when the 11 came out that like, man, like, Yep. four years ago, <laughs> I could get on eBay and maybe find a used because I, I wear a 13. Nick wears a 12. I wear a 13. And it's like, yeah, we're... It, d- dude, they make none of sucks. these. Like, yeah. why do they make five? <laughs> like, legit, dude. <laughs> and, it's easy, and it's easy to prove because if you go on StockX, the highest priced ones are the ones with the less supply. It's always like the 13s and the 14s and stuff yep. like that. But and from Trey a business strategy...
0: complex. Yeah,
2: a and from a business... From a business standpoint, let's think about this, right? Like, okay... Five, seven years ago, Nike would come out with a new silhouette and try and sell you a $70 shoe that didn't look like anything else or a $90 shoe that didn't look like anything else. But next thing you know, you make it a Roshi. Everybody's like, yeah, I like Roshis. Let's do Roshis. Hey, for $130, I can get an Air Max 90, uh, which, by the way, I got two pairs already. I I was going to do – I'm going to put up a video on Instagram kind of (laughs) comparing it to the the last release.
0: The original, Um, um, yeah, the 90 –
2: the Zoom 90 the zoom,
0: IT? The zoom 90 ITs were so good,
1: though.
0: Oh, <laughs> They oh, were because,
2: yes. you know what's interesting there? If you take a look at the, the bottom, and I'll do this in the video, the bottom of that sole, they have this, this Zoom airbag right underneath your forefoot, which, like, yeah. if you're playing golf, you're supposed to be on the balls of your feet. And, and it's just like the LeBron 16 low. And I believe the 17 low also did that same Zoom bag. So it, it was good. The thing I didn't like, that original one was a unibody construction so uh, like there was that no was, real that's time. my only
0: all oh my my only complaint i have a sh- i have a shoehorn just to get those shoes on like and and now you've got that in the um the 270s have the the full thing and i believe there's
1: You better more, say my but, shoe infinity tour has uh, it and
2: the infinity tour has it too i i, <laughs> I, I do want to say i do want to say the 270 became my go-to shoe last year like i i have the 97 i had the infinity tour and i wore the 270 all the time and uh, I am wearing the ninety. I just I, I played nine holes uh, before we we got on here, and I, yeah. And then I went to the store, and then I grabbed food for my kid, and I'm wearing the nineties. And I'm like, this is awesome. This is great. So, I think okay. that's the
0: biggest key is that it's straight, like from the street from the course to the street and, and vice versa. Look mm-hmm. at the Janowskis. Um, Finau played the whole round at the Masters, all four rounds in a in a Janowski. Like it's. It's crazy, and he probably just wore them straight to the parking lot to then sit in the and car he, during the rain delay and get the you he probably Tom went, Brady
1: went across you know, the street and yeah. did a backside ten eighty
2: right after the Masters was over. <laughs> oh, man, I love Tony. Man, Tony, Tony. Here is the thing about Tony, even though he's not winning, like. He had that run. He might have been the best golfer for that stretch of five weeks. Like, like as, as he's like finishing second and everything yes. like that. I love that dude. So I much. also hate
0: that everyone calls it the Puerto Rico curse and that he'll never win. And I'm like, I just want to see him prove it wrong. So do that, I. Like, he what's, what's the Puerto he Rico will. curse? If you win the Puerto Rico Open, they'll never win a major.
2: Really? No, he's gonna yeah. break that. He'll, so. break Rory's, he'll break it. Rory's getting his Grand Slam, and Tony's getting at least a few majors. At least a few. Yeah.
0: I hope so, man. They're too good not to. And they're great guys, you know, so it's, it's, you want to see it happen for them. Um, Matt, we're going to bring you back on for another episode and we're going to go a little bit short, no, but this has never. been great stuff. Um, we've had an absolute blast talking, you know, the past about Nike golf and, and release the putter. Um, all of that. That was, it was great. Um, any final words from you, my friend?
2: Hey, uh, you know what? A, a podcast like this was long overdue. So thank you both for putting this together for fans like me and all that stuff. I appreciated the wallpapers during the masters. I I've got that on the screen right now. You guys are, you guys are crushing it. I'm happy to come back at any time. And, uh, for all of those of you with some methods in the bag, roll on. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Uh, we've got a lot more stuff planned in the future for the majors for this, um, Nick and I have been throwing some ideas out for some merch coming soon. We're not sure what we're going to do there, but we want to do something. Man, these praying hands are all over um, our Instagram. It made me want the the yardage book cover that they gave out a couple of years ago to so the players. Nick and I were like thinking about if we can make our own for people. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of infringement there that we don't even want to get to. Uh, we've got our resin giveaway. That was great. Uh, DB16 winning it um, for our fantasy golf challenge um, and everything like that. So thank you guys for playing into that. There'll be more giveaways coming soon. Hey, we just got to get our followers up. We want to give you guys stuff. We've got stuff to give away. Um, tell a friend to go subscribe to our Instagram at the Swoosh Life podcast. Um, we gotta get. We gotta do one of those followers where you gotta tag people, like seven people, just so people like know and then, and then <laughs> follow or whatever. They gotta be following. Everyone's gonna be following, uh, and become a supporter of the podcast. And if you want to do that, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash The Swoosh Life forward slash Support. Become a supporter. We've got two great supporters um, supporting us financially each month, um, which is hugely helpful. Uh, Nick and I are planning something big for all this Nike guys. You know, we talked about the community and everything. And so we're going to be doing hopefully a a huge um, Nike event.
1: um, Which let me, I'm going to jump in real quick. Uh, I just this past weekend um, went out to dinner with uh, the guy who um, is going to help us out with that large gathering that we hope to have. And it is still a go um so Just huge and, help and us out any way you can, and, and uh yeah. we will definitely bring that to you guys
0: yeah well, we haven't obviously we're being super vague about it because it's not in a point that we can announce and we're still in our infancy as a podcast and as a brand and all that stuff um but pretty much think about the Ryder cup think about the nike golf community and In the middle of America. Yeah, and that's what this event's going to be. Maybe where the Big 12 championship is, if you want to. Go there we're so, in that we're
1: in that area yeah yeah
0: yep. so um so it's going to be awesome but again support us let us know anything if we were to sell merch or anything like that uh maybe our tykes maybe the logo on a shirt anything um all that money would go straight to providing this opportunity for you guys listeners and the nike heads out there um to come play golf with us to hang out um all of that stuff so that's what we want to do in the future We've got an awesome episode coming up next week. We'll be out of our hangover and into maybe a guest or two in the future. We've got some big things planned. I say that every week, but it is true. Um, Nick's our talent agent. So he's getting all the big names. I just put all the stuff together and talk too much. So um, Matt, again, thank you for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Um, Thanks, buddy. Great stories. He'll be on some more. Uh, We're gonna do a question and answer episode soon. Um, And let us know what you guys think. Hit us up, um, like I said, at the Swoosh Life uh, podcast on Instagram and give us any feedback. But for episode 12 of the Swoosh Life, I've been Gumby. That's been Nick. We'll see you in the next one. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to today's episode. Make sure to go follow us at the Swoosh Life podcast on Instagram to keep up with everything with the podcast, such as giveaways, special guests, and more. And follow our personal accounts at nspears23 and at Gumby underscore Qes to keep the conversation going. If you have any questions or business inquiries, please email us at the Swoosh life podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if feeling generous, leave us a review. Thanks for all your support, and we will see you in the next episode.
2: Checks over stripes, yeah. That's what I like. That's what we like.